listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside our sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And once more, we've returned to the studio for episode 434. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. So what should we get into this weekend? I got to see Book of Clarence this weekend. It was oh, pretty fun. Oh, nice. Is that the prequel to Book of Eli? Uh, completely unrelated. Oh, uh, okay. Book good of idea. Clarence is... um. Um, if you remember James Samuel, who's the writer, director, and uh, I think he was also the producer of The Harder They Fall, he basically yes. did mm-hmm. another um, did another story. Like the Book of Clarence is basically just like the storytelling of Jesus, but very blackified. Essentially, it's like blackified. while in the background, while in the backdrop of like the story of Jesus of, Naz- of Nazareth, there's like the this n- local weed man and purveyor of stolen Roman goods by the name of Clarence who owes uh, a loan shark a large, amu- a large amount of money. And um, if you don't get that back, he'll be dead in 30 days. So at first he's like, well, I'm going to become the 13th apostle. And he was like, it's apostle, nigga. <laughs> and so eventually <laughs> when that doesn't work because of reasons, he's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be the new Messiah. And so he sets out, he basically goes on to create, um, uh, <laughs> basically goes on to be a false prophet and while doing that, he has like this, so to speak, come to Jesus moment where he's just like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? And he ends up making sort of like, um, well, before he actually gets to, you know, actually turn his life around, everything catches up to him. And, you know, the movie, the movie ends sort of like how the story of Jesus does, but with, with like some twist to it. So it's basically just, you know, the story of Jesus, but with James Samuel's twi- twist on it. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah it was really sounds good. like a fun little ride. Um, yeah, I, I like uh, um, like uh, alternate historical stories like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, I was a big fan of Dogma. Yeah, Almost similar. Uh, I guess concept of of satirizing the um, the the time of Jesus. But yeah, Establish, yeah, the established religious text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now it was really good though. Um. Awesome fucking cast. Lakeith Stanfield is the lead. He plays Clarence. Um, R.J. Kyler, who is um, I'm lightning with the blam blams. He, he's uh, he's the other lead in the um, in this one. Also yeah, yeah, yeah. T- Tiana Taylor. I'm lightning with the blam blams. I mean, that was <laughs> that was a pretty bomb ass line. I don't know why. Uh, like it just hit. You know. Um. But then what is up with Lakeith Stanfield playing that uh, false prophet role, man? Like he's not beating the allegations, bro. Like, it is that, is, it is. His, that is his role, <laughs> that is his typecast right there. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Hey, if you if, if it makes you money and you're happy doing it, why not? And you, oh, yeah, no, you challenge yourself? Not at all. Not? I just it didn't, is what it is. It's a very odd trope, I would imagine, for someone to, to tie their uh, brand to. That's all I was saying. Like, no, not at all. I'm not going to well, hate on see, him. He's making thing, money. No, I didn't really see role. it like that. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, man. It's like... I don't really think actors see it that way, you know? Like, unless they literally can't get another job, which I don't mm-hmm. think Lakeith Stanfield has that issue. No, you feel I, I definitely Like, that's the only time that I would ever see that's like, oh, man, you're stuck, you know? But nah, it's just, it's just a thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, give it, like, he's probably already done a bunch of movies that 
is not like that at all. It's just it's just one of those things where it might it's it's probably more at the forefront of your mind, so it probably seems more prominent than it actually is. I mean, I guess because I mean, I don't know. He has a lot. Like he went from um, the the joint he did on on Fred Hampton, um, something in the black. Oh, I can't remember the. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm not denying that. that he did a lot. I'm just saying that if oh. you were to put that across his entire career, I doubt there would be the majority. You know what I mean? That's just what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I, yes, it wouldn't be the majority of roles he's played, but if you've actually categorized the roles he's played, it is the most frequent role type he gets um amongst them but yeah it, it's just it's just something that i noticed it's like it's something that people said a while back from um sorry to bother you uh or i'm sorry what what was the name of it i think that tr- was it that was the one yeah sorry to bother you was the the alternate voice one yes with the, with yes the and he thing, yeah. and he played a role in which he was you know he was 10 toes to the ground part of the streets dating somebody who was like an activist and then once he got money shit switched up and so like that was something that was like damn but at that point I w- it would have been a very premature to say like oh yeah you know he's typecast like that but like now you know even even his role in get out was even though that one was not like a character that was willingly uh kind of playing both sides he was co-opted by by the the uh the white characters in that movie. So I just thought it was funny. Like, yeah, no, no, I don't, I definitely don't, I don't know if it's something that actors consciously choose because it is a really delicate balance between like the opportunities that are afforded to you as an actor. And then obviously the, the opportunities you choose to take, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, there's, there's a delicate play between, uh, in that. And so an actor might not even be considering like, the overarching themes of the roles that they're choosing. I mean, I feel like opportunities available. I feel like them. a bad actor doesn't consider mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? If you plan for acting to be your your career, mm-hmm. that is that should absolutely be at the front of your mind. Well, forefront of your mind. Or you could be young. I don't know. You don't have to be bad to have to not notice. Okay. What's well, happening. in that case, then you're not bad. You're just ignorant of your field, because which I more, still believe. And that's more. A part it's your of the responsibility field. to get ahead of that if that's going to be your career. You know. What you I mean? know, and and that's why people hire agents and managers and stuff like that. And also, you know, like as I said, young people. Like we got to. I, I and he was very young when he got into these roles, and so that's why I don't hold it against him. And if it's something that he learns that he like over time learned to be sensitive towards, I would completely understand. And that's not something that I want to like begrudge him as somebody who has had, at, even at this young age that he currently is at, has had a long movie career. That man's been in a lot of very successful movies. So it's not to 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 critique him on that level as as a successful black actor, not at all. But there are meta critiques to be had of these roles. And so that's all I was pointing out there. You know what I mean? And at first where it seemed kind of uh, premature to make those uh, kind of comments, many, many, many years later, those comments are still kind of relevant. And so that's the only reason why I had brought that up. But yeah, not for nothing, I, that doesn't take away from the fact that he probably was very entertaining in the movie. Nonetheless. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the lead, you know what I mean? It was, it's a solid movie. He, he, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Lakeith Stanfield performance. And Even like when he James. was in Get Out, he was fucking. I, I think James amazing. does a really good job. I like what he does. I like his black exploitation flair that he brings. I think that that is a distinctly American cinema style that needs to be respected. You know what I mean? <laughs> James like, is British, though. Oh, Fun fact: he? that seals younger brother. Oh re- Jesus, that's crazy. 
But you know, not for nothing, you know, it's a style. And as I was saying, like the black exploitation style is something that can be emulated. Um, even if he doesn't like connect directly to the culture of black exploitation, I think he does a good job at re- remaking it for sure. Yeah, he's, you know he's I mean? got. I I feel he he definitely has his own style that I think mm-hmm. he he does a really fantastic job of bringing to the screen. Like especially his visual touch. He has like the movie has some really really great lighting, really great cinematography to it. And even in Heart of They Fall too, like they, he just, did a lot of great things with the, the Heart scenery of They Fall. I think was fucking robbed in awards because that movie was actually really good. Just like on a on a uh, critical level. The movie was solid in its in the way it was uh, directed, presented, casted, written. Like it hit all of the the metrics. You know what I mean? Um, I thought that it should have definitely gotten a little bit more notice. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, so the book of Clarence is is a nice follow up to that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a really it's great comedy. Thought it was really funny. Lots of epic epic performances, and I really thought the 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 message of, of black solidarity towards the end of the movie was like. That that alone was worth the watch of the movie. Nice. I'm definitely going to check that one out. You know, and not for nothing, there is a... I I just was watching something recently about um, a sequel to The Book of Eli, and I totally conflated I mean, the two. I heard that they were making a prequel to that that was a prequel, coming out. that's what I meant. Yeah, yes. they're making a prequel series from what I heard. Um, But yeah, so I, I, I understand, like, Book of Clarence, I was like, oh, that's the same format. Was that what they were talking about? But no, it's definitely something titled else um, other than that. But um, I'm also looking forward to see what they do with that, even though eh, we'll see. We'll see. You know what I mean? Like, I think that Denzel Washington did a lot of heavy lifting in that movie. And um, we'll have to see if they could could develop that into something interesting. But yeah, um, Book of Clarence, that sounds like a, like one that I will. I'm definitely going to take some time to check out. What um, Is that available on what Netflix or anything? I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's out on digital, though. Is it oh, on okay. Netflix? Let me see. Yeah, no, um, I'll definitely take some time to look out for that one and it might do some digging to to pull it up because that one I want to watch regardless. Um, so it's availability type of thing. Um, but that's what's up. Um, so yeah, uh, so I wrapped up uh, True Detective, which, you know, um, I I enjoyed it overall. Very solid. Um, the new showrunner, I I feel like she understood the assignment. Um, it's, I only say that because the original Nick runner came out on social media and was, I mean, it was hot. He wasn't he wasn't feeling it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's if if social media is the place you want to air that grievance. I mean, you know what I mean? The only, like, that's the only place to where we hear that grievance. Well, you feel me? Well, no, Mature no, no. people you know express that, that shit to their friends. Exactly. And to in other private, people to your who friends can help and family. Them. But that's for the everyone place. else, the internet specifically exists to do that thing. I'm not saying you should do yeah, it. Yeah, no, But that is what it, the internet makes it. That is the primary cut of the internet's business aside from advertising. Is just stupid people saying shit. That they absolutely should not be that's saying in public. That's the part that I hate the most about a lot of internet discourse is that as much as I would like to be like, why are people so stupid? Why are you paying attention to this? Why are you even going about your business? All of that's irrelevant because these people choose to go on social media and make public statements that should probably be kept within their And I guarantee circle. you, 
Most of these people have been media trained. They absolutely they know better. And they have to have They been. absolutely know better. They're not like regular people who don't represent anyone but themselves. No, they have people behind them who, when they see stupid shit like that, they also lose money. So those people have gotten in front of that shit because, you know, people like Dennis Rodman has it's, existed long oh, before yeah. the internet. Especially when so you those companies company, like, know that this is the sort of thing that they have to expect. A so, media company like HBO has to know that anybody who has... Ten fingers and access to the internet needs to be coached as to how to properly. No, that's just—it's a standard thing. You media know what training I mean? is a standard thing for Easy. anyone who works for any media company who's going to stand in front of a camera and talk. You get so... media training. They let you know what you should and should not say. They let you even in your contract. You know you're not supposed to go on social media and say stupid shit that's going to make the company that's paying you look bad, especially if they advertise shit to children. In. It's, it's just people don't give a fuck. <laughs> emotional. If you get not. emotional, oh, they don't give oh, a fuck. That's all it is. So emotional. So my man so was emotional. hot. My man was hot. You know what I mean? And uh, the context that it provides kind of makes me feel like the show. Well, first of all, the he was originally participating in the show running with the new showrunner. They were co-producing it, and or not producing it, uh, co-directing, and it was supposed, you know what I mean, supposed to be, uh, uh you know, uh, a collaborative effort. And he decided that he no longer wanted to be part of it. I guess that should have been the first flag, but after seeing the content of it and the tone of of his his social media outrage it's it does seem kind of like nah dude like she actually understood the 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 assignment 100 percent. she and, and and what and what more poignantly ever than ever i had uh picked up from this season is like yo the the insinuation of the occult and the counterbalance of that, of just, like, regular social environmental events that create weird happenings, they're intentionally put in juxtaposition in this show to keep you guessing back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, she 100% understood the assignment. You know what I mean? And honestly, the, my I think that outside of the fact that I just didn't, I didn't like the 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 characters, which is not a, a shot that they're bad characters. I just didn't like the tropes that they. Yeah, chose sometimes right. you're not yeah. supposed to like characters. That's exactly. intentional. That's you know what a I mean? part it's of the so writing. I, I, you know what I mean? I just point that out to say that that is a, a critique that I don't want to be taken the wrong way. Like I'm not trying to say that it's bad because of those characters. Is that they chose to go six episodes rather than eight, which all of the all of the the um the seasons. Uh, were eight episodes up until this one, and you know, honestly, I've I've said in the past, like, you only write write what you have enough content for. You know what I mean? Like, don't artificially inflate it. And so, if she only had um six episodes worth, then that is what it is. But I was enjoying what I was watching so much that I could have definitely gone for the eight and and enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, but outside of that. She definitely landed like she wrote a good season of True Detective. 
And so to see the kind of... Um, so at first, you know, the original showrunner on his uh, little social media, I, I don't want to call it a tirade, but uh, kind of fit, started po- he started reposting fan critiques of it. But they weren't like substantive fan critiques. They were the culture war fan critiques. And it was like, really, bro? Like, that's that's really not all... I don't think that anyone is complaining about the presence of of those themes in the show. Now they could they could make whatever critiques they want thereof, but you're not even talking about the substantive part of the show. Like, did she balance the 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 cosmic horror and the suspense with the internal lives of of the people who are contributing to the events that were causing all of the you know the the uh crazy uh uh thoughts to happen yeah she did she landed it you know what i mean like she she definitely uh uh gave a quality uh suspenseful cthulhu themed horror show you know what i mean and so i'm it, it it was just a real shame that he chose to take to jump off of that ledge because as I said, I'm not begrudging him for feeling that way. He's a grown man. He can feel however he wants. But to just, like, disregard all of the media training, to just go out on social media and and and, and feel like this is the hill to die on, when nobody was... And, and that's the thing is, is, like, these niggas don't realize they're forcing themselves out of these situations because I absolutely believe he, he just would have shut up about it. He could have taken all of the accolades with it and he would have been invited back to to help show run on the next season but now it's just like nope they don't want to work with him anymore because now he he's shown himself to to be a malefactor in 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 production and you know they've already awarded her the opportunity to write on the next season so it's just like you know guy you know you you really could stop whenever you want and you could save it all but you won't and it's and that sucks but you know, I thought I feel like honestly, the show was a solid seven. Um, it landed most of its storylines with me. They never really tied in all of kind of the superfluous stuff that they were putting in around some of the um, character details that they chose to elaborate on. But that is what it is. You know, you, I'm not saying it's a ten out of ten. And so, you know, there's going to be points where you're like, "What does this have to do with anything?" And that's that's okay because the overarching storyline landed um I, I i not for nothing i i thought that the finale was a good twist and it landed even though it didn't land anywhere near where i thought it was going like i appreciated that <clears throat> they didn't like use a bunch of of uh random things that we had no like Everything that led up to the finale was intentional, and so the breadcrumbs, you know, the breadcrumbs were there. You know, I hate when they just be like, nope, a bunch of shit we never told you about, that's what happened. And it's just like, mm. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't appreciate those kind of twists as much as, like, a good buildup, like, oh. And then the buildup leads to contextualizing things that might have made you think one thing in the beginning, 
but now have the proper context to show you like oh wow the seed was planted and the entire scenario got me down a line of thinking successfully that was the wrong one like ah i like that that's the that's, that's the good kind of tricksy when they uh when a director wants to play games with the uh with the audience but uh yeah no it was it was i thought it was uh uh a pretty solid showing you know it didn't make it definitely didn't make me want to get off the true detective train and so like you know honestly that's i think that's the lion's share of the responsibility of of picking up a season of a uh, of a show like this is like listen we want you to definitely garner us audience but you at very least can't lose us audience <laughs> that's the that's that's the worst you know what i mean and so yeah no at least for myself it, i thought that it was a, a solid showing um i really really enjoyed the um the setting of ennis i thought they did a great job of taking a place like ennis where i would absolutely never want to go there like i have no interest in ever wanting to go to ennis but i very much enjoyed watching their portrayal of ennis at the very least you know and um i think that that says that's uh that's a point of success on the people or everybody involved in creating that scene that setting you know what i mean um they did this really cool thing where like each uh progression of the scene whenever it would go through time they denoted uh uh time by the what day of night it is so (laughs) by the end of the show you're like the 15th day of night and i'm like that's a really really well structured like little uh uh scene header you know what i mean like i it it definitely creates a a sense of oh man it's it's this many days of night you know what i mean i don't know i enjoyed it i thought it was um particularly creatively done but yeah uh that i I would say that um uh true detective season four night country solid show solid showing um yeah man Jodie Foster's character and 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 it was funny because like I I don't know if I I kind of ambivalent towards like in the last closing scenes like they took these characters that have that you've hated this whole time and all of their character growth happens right there in those last 5 minutes like <laughs> it was like you know what I'm not mad I'm not mad because honestly like especially like with like the main character Danvers Oh man, the racism was heavy, man. It's really hard to follow a racist main character. Like when you know the main character is like a straight up bigot, like and does and it's the kind of bigot like that you'd expect to meet in real life, like has no real reasoning behind why they hate these people, have no real reason why they're disrespecting them. They just they just internalize the 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 society that says like you gotta those people are less than and it's just like mm, that's really fucking that's a really terrible character trait you know you know not being and able some to people judge also people. just like to treat other people like shit yeah. regardless of the justification the justification is often just a convenient way the treating people like shit, shit is, is really is the, and you know honestly that's the goal not for nothing that that does feel like a significant portion of her problem but whatever whichever issue that she was suffering from um socially. In the end, they gave her some development. You know what I mean? She came to, you know, understand her daughter better, which isn't a storyline like spoilers, just I guess for that personal relationship. But that one was a tough one for me to watch because that shit was like, bro, she's trying to express herself in cultural ways that are relevant to her. 
And yo, like, yo, the suppression, bro, like, the complete stamping out of it was like, it was, and it was like scenes, like, it was like drawn out scenes, like, it was multiple back to back scenes of her doing it. And I'm just like, all right, guys, you know, I'm not really sure why you're driving home this point, but you did. I hate her. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because it was, and it wasn't like framed as, as neutral. It was, she was doing it in a clearly like, negative way you know what i mean and so it was just i thought it was an interesting um choice to to characterize her that way like so heavily when this is like the main character the character typically you would be building up but as you said you know not all characters are developed in a way it's meant for you to enjoy them or like them you know and so yeah so um yeah true detective was dope i enjoyed it it was a it was a good ride and um I would definitely say, like, if you're a fan of the genre and you're a fan of the True, um, True Detective franchise, it's well worth the watch. But yeah, moving on from that, here, let's go ahead and jump into he these here topics. We had some stuff going on because, you know, as I do, I tend to try to push off some of the, the more political topics until they have to be spoken about. But yeah, um, we'll start out with what's some things that have been uh, jumping across the feed that I thought were a little bit more funny than detrimental to society. But um, so you've seen that video and photograph generative AIs have been, they've been popping. They, you know, there's been a ton of implementation in terms of engineering and design and so forth and so forth. And so uh, one of the more popular ones that have gained some traction is um, Gemini AI. And... So it's a, uh, it's one of the generative AIs that have a that use a large language model to generate uh, its its prompts. So it'll take your your quote unquote prompt, the spoken language, generate it, process it into something that can be a request for its its AI language model, and then create a, I believe, video or image based on that. Um, and so, you know, people have been messing around with it and, and had their, unfortunately, when you get a mass amount of people asking a generative AI random questions, you're going to get kind of crazy and, 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 and silly responses. And so, unfortunately... I guess a bunch of people were asking for like a uh, Viking um, and European uh, images, historical images, and it was spitting out images that were clearly of people of a uh, more multi-ethnic uh, origin than what they were expecting, and they were like, "See, look, the AI done gone woke. The AI has to has to include." diversity equity and inclusion to 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 because of the bias of the programmers which i'm telling you is factually wrong most ai programmers are not liberals matter of fact the vast majority of people in programming at large are libertarian and they're conservative libertarians and so the idea that they're somehow programming the woke agenda into the uh into the uh fucking uh, AI programs, not true. What unfortunately I think the internet is running into is that 
a lot of the rhetoric around how these nations and countries create their own identities are made up. They're not composites of the people who are consuming these national identities. Most countries' national identity is generated from a very few people, and they don't represent a plurality of the people. And what is particularly coming to the forefront now that I'm telling you, man, they go to great lengths to ignore is that through colonization, European countries have created a diaspora for themselves. So no longer is it just the Dutch people in the Netherlands. It's the Dutch people in Suriname. It's the Dutch people in North Africa. It's the Dutch people in all of the areas in which they participated in European colonization. And in the 20th century, a, one of the mechanisms was to nationalize these Commonwealth uh, 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 citizens. And so a lot of European countries, by the data, actually show a very different national identity than what the average person who lives on the interior of the country or the nation would consider. And, and yeah, if you, if you actually use a data composite image of what a European person looks like, is pr the AI is not smart enough to 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 disaggregate the colonized nations, and so it's going to add all those people into the census. And if you didn't know, very typically, slaves outnumbered the people in which they were enslaved by. Yeah, and so yeah, that's going to happen. And then because of the way that nationalization works, especially in terms of Commonwealth nationalization. It's just going to, you know, the data AI sets are just going to be conglomerated of large sections of the world that represent spheres of influence and not, obviously, French national identity. You know what I mean? So when you look it up and you look up, and of course, the most stark representation is the number one colonizer themselves, England. If you ask AI to try to generate in, uh, images of English people, it's fucked. <laughs> It can't. It can't. Half of them look Asian. Half of them look African. You know what I mean? Like, and and everyone's like, oh, it's because I went woke. And it's like, no, motherfucker. You guys created it this way. Because it's a byproduct of the way data is manipulated. You know what I mean? To do different things. But among uh, above and uh, beyond all of that, these national identities are created as fictions that are completely separate of people's lived experience and the data. And so now people are sitting here clinging to these national identities. And when the AI is, because don't forget, not only is AI like data, is it's aggregated from what's present on the internet. What we found out is, is like it's aggregated from actually a very small subsection of, 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 the uh, creating population, and it's a it's a hand-picked one. So it's like, dude, this these are the images that people who agree with you created about it. <laughs> these are people who are so are, are pre-selected to create images that are going to 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 please you who are coming up with these images. You know, so you just gotta, you know, at some point, well, 
expecting people who misread data and misunderstand the way that technology works to somehow come around that that that's its own issue <laughs> that's that's not something i'm going to hold my breath for but um that's also the knee-jerk reaction to see to use everything you see on the internet to justify whatever point you're attempting to make and it's, uh, it's and they do it with the most bullshit of points like the idea that ai is woke is like bro on the face of it it's just generally not something that i i would hear and be like yeah yeah you know what I mean? I would never. It's just, it's just such a, a a terrible take to have. It's it's so surface level because genuinely, like, all you, it, it takes like two steps. It takes two steps. First, to like realize where are these data sets coming from, and then B to realize like, oh well, then why are these data sets representing these kind of outcomes? Because it's definitely not because the person who wrote the AI for a general purpose. If you think that they're they are writing AIs solely to create woke pictures on the internet, then you know <laughs> there's there's just so many other issues that have to be dealt with a lot of the people who are misrepresenting these, these um discussions. Some people gotta huff that copio, man. The world is changing isn't entirely too fast. I know, and and all the proof is that that they are wrong. And that's the part that has got must have them like spinning in their in their computer chairs like wait 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 i'm the one who's wrong campy campy like, yeah dude sorry to say even when even the algorithms that are made in in uh to to ingratiate you are producing things that are mm, kind of destroying your own world view you might want to take a little bit of time to like reassess but Evidently, that's not the strong point. Uh, that's not the strong suit of the people who are struggling with this in the first place, I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, moving on from that, I thought that this was crazy. So the um, the CEO of Kellogg's was doing an interview, and I don't know why he felt the need to to share these uh, these these statistical numbers with the with the world. But he's like, you know, the amount of people who are statistically eating breakfast or or eating cereal as in Kellogg's cereal and the types of cereal they produce for multiple meals a day is on the rise. And the fact that so that somebody who is in a food industry who should have some basic understanding of nutrition and the nutrition of the items that they produce could see those statistics and not see that as probably not the best thing is a little bit wild to me because his follow-up to that statistic is, so what we need to do is start to create cereal for all, all meals of the day. And I'm like, dude, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, but that's his job, though. It's not that his, is his job, job to balance he, other people's nutrition. He is it's absolutely his job to take dude, advantage of the new uptick in it's, his product. It's his job to sell interest cereal. In his product. Yeah. It is his job to sell cereal. You know what I mean? And that is absolutely true. But the next level past, like people are eating cereal for multiple meals a day, is why are why are they eating cereal for multiple? Because this is not like a complete balanced meal. Yeah, it's definitely a problem indicative of a much larger issue. Issue. It's just not Kellogg's problem to solve. To As get. a matter of fact, and solving that problem directly reduces the amount of money he stands to make. 
Absolutely. And, and not even that he should want to solve the problem, but the fact that he's like, no, 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 we're leaning into it, yeah. that's what gets me. It's nah, the lean in <laughs> that, that gets me. Nah, man, we, this is a capitalist society. I get it. It's fucked up. It's absolutely <laughs> taking advantage of the weakness of everyone, oh, which yeah. is essentially capitalism. That's what capitalism, capitalizing on an opportunity that just showed up, which is, hey, People's diet have gotten so bad or they've gotten so poor or they they've have so such poor. a lack of access to proper foods that they're e eating cereal more often. You feel me? I get it. It is a problem. Just not one that he should at all be inclined oh, to solve. And he, are you kidding me? And he's doing his job well. Yeah. He is giving absolutely. no fucks about that. And 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 so he sees an untapped market breath. bubbling and he's like, yo, oh, I've yeah. got to jump on that as quick as possible. That's why I tell people, man. You got to be aware of corporations. Them niggas ain't on your side. They're never bro. on your side. Never. They're never on your never side. Once. That's never why I'm always just like, yo, educate yourself so that you can be, so that you can be better than these fucking people. Because as soon as they see you trip, they're like, oh shit, I could get that. That nigga's money just fell out of his pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just dropped money, nigga. You dropped money, nigga. That's how they nigga. see that shit. You feel me? Don't be dropping money, nigga. I'll pick it up. That that is the corporate mentality for sure. But that's yeah, you know, that's that's the big thing. Is is like. Even when a corporation does something in your best interest, just know your best interest had nothing to do with why they did that. Because they will absolutely, and, and this is their job, and this is the society we've created, and, and it's important to acknowledge it so that we can navigate around it properly. Because that's, that's what I think leads a lot of people not to navigate around kind of dealing with corporations in a mindful way, is that they don't connect like, the fact that even when they are benefiting from corporations, the corporation is absolutely not doing things for their best interest. And knowing that you could you could listen, there's nothing wrong with taking the 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 benefits of corporate entities in your environment. Our society is designed to funnel you into their patronage. But don't ever feel the normal... Because the thing is, is that it's a very normal inclination to feel positive feelings towards things that help you get the things that you want. And, and we might want to project those feelings onto the different companies and brands that we patronize, but we should not. It is a decidedly detrimental thing to do as a consumer because... It might blind you to the the clear malfeasance that they are performing in front of you, especially when they couch it in the middle of such such benign language. Like, no, 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 people are eating cereal more, so it's incumbent on us to to lead them more into that, to give them more opportunities to receive a a incomplete nutrition. And it's just like, uh, you know, you could just maintain the 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 model that ho that has already been successful at increasing its consumption because you didn't have to do anything for people to choose to start to eat cereal more. It had nothing to do with the quality of your product. It had more to do with externalities that aren't your responsibility. And so that's, that's why I say, like, it's the lean in that, that I'm just like, man, if you just said the statistic and said we kept it pushing, hopefully people enjoy our cereals more. That's good. to That'd be one thing. But it, it's, 
it's these corporate, and that's that's what kills me. It's like man, because it accelerates. It accelerates whatever negative ramifications come from the byproducts of of consuming their goods even more. And it's like that sucks. That really sucks. But you know that is what it is. That's that's Kellogg's corporate. They they've never been. They've never been one to show themselves to be particularly consumer oriented, um, and so that is what it is. You know, I would I would hope that people hearing that statistic would take it as as a as a sign to the health of where a lot of people in society are, and kind of you know it is what it is what Kellogg chooses to do with that information. But as a citizenry, I hope people wouldn't hear that as like, wow, good on Kellogg's for being able to capitalize on that opportunity. And more as the state of the vast majority of people who are gainfully employed that still have to stretch their meals by eating less nutritious meals per day. You know what I mean? But, you know, that is what it is. I always try to at least point out the the the, the fraying tips of society so that we should try not to get unraveled by it all when it when it comes apart. But yeah, you know, other than that, there's been a bunch of stuff going on like abroad, you know. And so it really does suck that America's hand in international affairs is what it is. And it can't be more akin to like you know, like, the South African people could look at their government and say, at very least on the international stage, they don't, rese- they don't represent us as shitbags. You know? They, they're able to, at very least, present reality in a way that doesn't come off as completely delusional. You know, it, you know Irish people can say very similarly for their government. Yeah, no, one's, no government's perfect. I'm sure they have tons of internal struggles and so forth, but... Man, the way that the American government represents the American people on the international stage is the fucking worst. It's the worst. Like, it 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 really makes me worry about how anybody who actually part who consumes international like media about international um happenings, what they must think about America. It, it's gotta be bad. It's gotta be bad. It has to be probably the worst ever and like even on something as simple as like so so recently putin kills one of his rivals something that my man's known to do it is not unheard of for putin to assassinate one of his rivals he did so um alexei navalny and like now this guy it's not particularly somebody who I would support if I were in a jurisdiction that 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 was um that was impacted by by his governance. My man is a is a white supremacist. He absolutely believes in ultra conservative values. He does not believe that you know people should have equal access to healthcare. Like these are all things that are his his known positions because he's a public figure. And so, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that, you know, this guy needs to be promoted to some kind of, of 
of public office. But all of that can be said and be understood. And at the same time, I can easily say, you know, it's wrong for Putin to murder his political rivals. Even if you believe in those things, you, you should definitely not be forced into a labor camp and murdered. I don't have to lionize him to say those things. I don't have to say how great of a guy Alexei Navalny was to be able to say he should still probably be alive. You don't have to fucking demonize people to the point where, you know what I mean, that 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 you know everyone is is universally okay with their murder and at the same time, you don't have to lionize people who didn't who didn't represent the the values that are you or think that you think are important in the world. And it's sad because, you know, after, you know, Putin assassinates this man, you know, obviously the the public figures are all making their rounds and making their statements and stuff because it's Putin and, you know, you gotta you gotta say something about anything that that his name is attached to. Um and people are just tying themselves in knots. Half of the people are 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 trying to say that Alexei Navalny was some kind of like herald herald of democracy and and some great guy and all of this stuff and it's like you know you don't have to do any of that to say that Putin was wrong for murdering him he could he could just be he could be a rebel and a dissident and unless he was tried for actual crimes which he was not Alexei Navalny was not tried for any real crimes there was no substantive crimes brought before him he went to court the only crimes that he was ever convicted of was not agreeing with the Putin government so you know you don't have to go out of your way to lionize this guy to say you know you shouldn't kill people like that he didn't he didn't participate in any terrorist acts he ain't throw fucking acid in people's face. He ain't poison motherfuckers on a plane. That was the Russian government. So, there, you don't have to go out of your way to say that this man was killed un, unjustly. You know what I mean? But, like, the, the fact that, like, just because he was Putin's rival and he was anti-Putin, now we got to turn him into something he was not, that I'm not doing. I think that that's completely and utterly silly. And it's just one of the many things that I, going back to my original point, it makes America look fucking stupid on the, 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 the foreign stage. Like, in world politics, I swear, it must be the worst to have to deal with America. Because they have all the authority and all the power and none of, none of the wisdom or hitherto to exercise it in a way that's in in the world's best interest. It's fucking crazy, bro. It's crazy. But yeah, man, Putin's going wild over there, man. Um, you know, he's been increasing and, and pressing his fronts in the Ukraine war. And, 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 and once again, this is how I know that countries don't respect America. Because then you have a country like Ukraine who's in a... At this point, they're in an offensive war. They they are they are attacking beyond the borders of what Russia's even taken into the the heartland of Russia. 
this is an offensive war, and and of course they're losing that war. Ukraine was never equipped to enter into that scale of warfare with with with, with Russia, and you know through their utter disdain and and lack of respect for the American people and politicians, they're over here like, listen, anything that happens is America's fault. If we don't win, it's because America didn't give us enough guns. And I'm just like, you know, you know, you see niggas like this in the hood who don't never want to take responsibility for the beefs they started. And then they go out and they get beat up and they mad because you wasn't there to save them. You weren't there taking care of them when they were going out doing shit particularly to start beefs. Let me tell you, man, this shit reeks. And it's like, you know, Ukraine, nobody wants to see your territorial integrity compromised because Russia's fucking warmongering. But what you're doing is not how you go about getting A, your territory back, or B, the goodwill of people who have already sent you billions of their fucking tax? Yo, my nigga, this, it blows my mind when these motherfuckers talk about send us this money when the tax money that's generated from poor people. The vast majority of American taxes are paid by people under the poverty line, and it fucking and and that's not a a, a common occurrence. That's something that has happened because the poverty line. Has 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 gotten so out of control in this country. The 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 sur- the rate of of wage increases has stagnated to the point where that is the situation that we are in. That the middle of America doesn't really exist. There's a huge fucking gap. There's a huge fucking gap between people who make around $40,000 a year and people who make $80,000 a year and up. There's no real... the And that gap in, in pay is the middle class. There's no middle class salaries in this country for people to live on. And when I say no, it's hyperbolic. Clearly, there are jobs that pay in that range, but not nearly enough jobs to support a middle class. There's only 300,000 jobs that have that that exist in that pay range and there's 200 million people who are trying to occupy the middle class were not serve you know what i mean like a lot of people don't understand the economics of shit like that and so <clears throat> americans will be propagandizing they'll hear Volensky over here begging for fucking money and blaming us for his battlefield woes and it's like nigga do you know who you're asking for money And I have a feeling he does, but he don't respect us. And he thinks our government is the type of fucking oligarchical fascist government that he's used to that'll just take our money and do that. And our government has proven to do that so far. And that's why when niggas say they don't want to vote for Biden, I understand that shit. I understand that shit. Just don't tell me you're voting for Trump because you think he's a good president. Just don't tell me that. That, that's if you're voting for Trump because you 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 want to participate in the, in the, the the dual party system. That's fine. Don't tell me that you think Trump's going to be better though, because the nigga's not going to be better. You're going to be the same. He's going to do the same fucking shit because it's the same handlers handling both of these fucking 
geriatric fucks. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. But I fucking hate seeing these fucking foreign uh, uh, presidents and prime ministers complaining about America not sending them guns. Like, bitch, make the guns yourself. You can make them, I promise you. Start a fucking gun industry just like America. Let that shit infest your country just like ours. Because God damn it, you're empowering them in our country to fucking ruin shit. Because let me tell you, the proliferation of guns in this country is crazy. And that's not even because I think that nobody should own a gun. But the amount of guns, just like I believe in a medical system, but just not one that puts trillions of pills into the streets that are unnecessary. The same way I feel about fucking guns. It's not that they shouldn't exist, and that would be—it's a fine industry. But you, sh we shouldn't empower them to make so many guns that everyone has access to them. That's not safe. These ain't safe things. But you know, I don't know, man. That kind of what I would say is common sense legislation. It seems completely out of the bounds of normal Americans thinking. Completely out of the bounds. I mean, and, and, and does that sound like shit that's like, am I, am I, am I jumping off the left wing uh, 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 boat here? Like, does that sound like ultra left wing ideation? Because I don't feel like it is. I feel like that's just like the ideas of somebody who would like these things to be regulated in a fashion that's effective. But does, I mean, and let me know because I don't, listen. I, I mean, you're not, saying all normal I'm, shit, man. It, it, it is, it, you know, you're saying all the normal stuff you usually do say. It's just that we live in a fucked up world and it's not changing very quickly. So, you know, you're just going to run into a lot of these heartaches quite often. You know, and, and you're right. And, that, and that's what blows my mind is like, I don't take the internet that seriously at all. What really worries me is like how, and I don't get out a lot, but I do get out of my house. And what, what what does worry me is like the amount of times that I'm in public and I see people parroting back kind of these ultra nationalist ideas, these these same hyper corporatist ideas, and I'm just like, bro, you're talking here with me. We're all on the same level. What are you talking about? I like, mean, but you also have to understand crazy. that you live in America, the land of dwindling education. Yeah, it's right. Fact. And you also live in America, the land of ego and say what is on your mind, regardless of how you how much you actually know about the thing that you're talking about. Say it with your chest, say it loud and clear. That is is just one of those problems that you're you're running into. It's just like Americans are proudly ignorant. You know what I'm saying? They are. They're so they're proudly very, ignorant. very proudly ignorant. And Americans are proud. And <laughs> Americans are also ignorant. And as a result, they a lot of them tend to be very proudly ignorant. And you know what I'm saying? We, we don't have a very good education system, and most public information is propagandized information. It's information specifically meant to sell a specific point. So the real problem that you are experiencing is a lack of critical thinking skills from the people around you because they're just yeah. receiving propaganda and parroting it. Because, like I said earlier— all people do on the internet is they look for something that says what they want to say, and then they repeat that thing, using it to justify everything they believe. They don't look, it, they don't look into who said it. They don't look into why the person who said it said it. All they, all they need to know is that this allows me 
to push a point that I that is at the forefront of my head. Mm-hmm. Did I think deeply about this thought that is at the forefront of my head? Even if I did, that's the, even if I did, do I have enough base information, information. to make deep yeah. thinking about it make a difference? Yeah. So because of all these issues, you're going to run into that constantly because, you know, people are just repeating shit that <laughs> people are repeating shit that corporate interests are telling them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they don't break that down, it will, first of all, if they don't have the capability of seeing the lie from the truth, they're never going to be able to, you know, they're never going to be able to pick that apart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and I, I, and, and that, all of that's true. And, and I just, I wish that it, like, hopefully for the future, that just, as a society, as a global society, because I speak about a lot of things that are disseminated through the internet. So it's not as regional as as just like, yeah, you know, America or Canada or Mexico. It's like these are global. These yes. are things are it's that, spreading that, due that to spread the internet. Globally. Our yeah. world is much smaller than it was. If, if there was a pocket of ignorance that was across the pond right now, it is now in your room, yep. in your hand, on your desktop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because of those things, it's just these these issues we're gonna we're running into. They're gonna happen happen much more often and much more frequent. Well, and no, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, uh, frequent and uh, intense. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, I, I was being redundant. I meant to say oh, okay. something else. Okay, sorry. But um, and and it's because what we've unfortunately learned is that governments do participate in this shit. And you know what the funny part is? Is that we talk about, like, the Russian botnets and all of this shit because they are the mo- the biggest purveyors of it since 2016. But no one stops and talks about, like, hello, in 2008, Obama launched a social media network in Cuba to destabilize the Cuban government, and we used it. This is how we learned. It's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's no historical reference. There's no memory there's no education there's no critical thinking like it's all broken down and in and so yeah like i look at what's going on with russia right now in terms of you know the the active breakdown of like being able to trust the internet because of the amount of misinformation that is pumped and stuff like that you can't i I think you should everybody should get that idea out of their head don't don't repeat shit that you see on the internet until mm-hmm. you verified it from at least two or three different sources. For sure. You know what I mean? Because, like, we live in the, speaking of AI, we live in the, the, the era of, like, news corporations using AI to scour fucking Reddit and Absolutely. making up bullshit. And yep. then you have people on Reddit realizing they're doing that and creating and flood- bullshit in order to fuck up their shit. They create their own AIs to create fake news to influence the AIs that are scraping Reddit for yeah. fucking so, news. It's sick, bro. If you have the internet, the absolute best trait you can have is skepticism and the desire to do research. And, and also... When you're watching legacy media, whatever it is, main mainstream news outlets, never believe them when they are reporting on the internet. I mean, anytime that you see them put up a tweet on the screen, that story's bunk. Forget and, it. And it's not real reporting. People should look out that video that they they had. It 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 came out in COVID, and it was basically just. Because news corporations are owned by a very small amount of people, it mm-hmm. was essentially like 
15 to 20 different news anchors saying the exact same thing word for word mm. in a collection of clips. Yes, that was, it was, that was Sinclair like Media that. Group doing copy for local media, and it was showing that it was a montage of all the local media from East Coast to West Coast yep. across the country, which should not be demonstrating the same local uh, uh, media word uh, headlines. Word. word for word. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, people got to understand that you can't trust the Internet, bro. The Internet is not your friend. People need to throw that idea away. The Internet has been usurped by corporatists. And as a result, the universe, the Internet exists to make money off of you. That's all it exists for. I mean, you can use it for other things because we're humans and that's just how our brains work. We can use anything for anything. You feel me? That's just how our brains work. But for the people who control the Internet, the Internet exists to make money and to control your thoughts. Yeah, it it Internet's no more your friend than society at large is your friend. Society at large is ambivalent to your existence. Facts. It's Individual people in society can be your friend. Exactly. Society at large, don't fuck with don't you. Don't give like a that. fuck. And that's that's a huge thing to for people to get a hold of. And I think that it's the existential dread of realizing that in a, in certain societies you'll never mean anything that causes people like mental distress. Like they start to act out because they're like, why the fuck? Why the fuck? They've truly internalized that none of this matters, that none of it is required. It's all made up as this form of control, and they can't deal with it. You know, I, you know, we can't take for granted the security that comes in being able to navigate a society. You know what I mean? Like, a huge amount of security comes from being able to navigate society well. You know, and, and some people can't do that because it's too contradictory that they're told to navigate this system of extreme corruption and at the same time maintain some kind of personal integrity. That's hard. It's hard. Not everybody can square that circle and that's why I don't hold it against people who can't. You know what I mean? But yeah, American society will do that to you. It'll give you the worst decisions. What I don't know why I was going to call it a Sophie's Choice, but it's definitely not that. <laughs> but it um, also give you a lot of confidence that you didn't earn. Oh, yeah. Much like a gun will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The asymmetrical power will definitely have you uh, high on copium, for sure. Because, uh, yeah, that that's one of them things. American society, they will it'll allow you to do mental reps to build up the confidence in things you did not earn, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, moving on from that, and, and, and we'll probably wrap up with this, is that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Israel's been losing the goodwill of nations around the world. I already commented on how South Africa and Ireland have made great strides in trying to hold them accountable for their actions in, in Gaza. But um, you got Brazil. Lula. Boy. Lula came out with some fierce denouncements of Israel. So fierce, they expelled the Israeli consulate. They recalled their consulate uh, from Israel and have broken off all diplomatic, and I believe they're working on economic ties with with Israel, which is huge. Brazil ain't no fucking little country. Brazil is huge, and they're a bit and and not for nothing. There's not very many South American countries that are trying to jump off of the um, jump off the boat and and and, and join the Israeli party outside of um, I think El Salvador, which unfortunately their president. I'm gonna have to do some take some time to to, to do some research and, and get up a good little segment on that. But El Salvador's president has proven himself to be a neoliberal uh, neoliberal 
left wing uh, uh, kind of pundit himself. But we'll see where that goes. But um, yeah, when Brazil breaks ties with Israel, they can lean on a lot of South American and Central American countries to 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 maintain our relations with them rather than continuing further uh, uh, diplomatic and economic ties with Israel because of the accusations that they brought up against them, which is the same accusations that were brought up against them in the ICJ. And so, yeah, dude, I think that, you know, this whole thing, and I, and I said this several weeks ago, that um, this was, I, I feel like Israel was kind of drunk on that American exceptionalism. I think they felt like they had some kind of Jewish exceptionalism that the world was going to watch them do this with zero, with zero uh, uh, critical eye. And they, they failed. I mean, they, they've instigated a, a new rise of anti-Semitism around the world. They've instigated a huge rise in the um, boycott, divest, sanction movement, BDS. They've ruined their ability to move through two of the biggest ports of trade, which is the Suez Canal and the Panama Canal. Um, their economy has dropped 20%. And... I, you know, I really feel like they kicked themselves in the ass. And I've never, before this, I I would absolutely say I was never, like, Zionist level. But I was definitely, like, you know, Israel is, you know, people conquer lands all the time. And it happens. And... You know, there's a way for Israel to go about their occupation of this land um, and seize its control without being who, you know, who they've shown themselves to be. That's clearly out the fucking window, man. Like, there, there's, there's clearly no way to support that government without, like, wholesale signing on to genocide. Like, it's wild. Like, you know, and... I, I don't know, man. I've never seen such a heel turn. Like, it's such a major heel turn. Like, the entire government just... And, and, I mean, they were never really that good. But at least they cared enough about their reputation never to, to, to take the steps that they had. And, I mean, they've been brutalizing the Palestinian people the whole time. And I've always said that that, that occupation needs to be settled and, and fixed in some way. But the lack of restraint and the complete and utter bombardment of civilian... They, I mean, they're, they, for them to, to tell people to head to Rafa on the Egypt border and then bomb the border, it's just... It, it's so epically egregious, man. And, and the amount of... The, the images of slaughter that are coming out of it, it's, it's just... It's, it's to another level. It's just to another level. And... um. You know, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I it, it's hard for me to really fathom a country going to these lengths and 
in this current day where people could see it. And not for nothing, I can kind of understand why they would have been misled into thinking that it would have been okay. It would have never gone, it was never factual that this shit was gonna slide. And it's not sliding. sliding. You know what I mean? There's no amount of loud mouth Zionists on the internet. There's no amount of fucking bullshit that can stop the fact that their economy has slipped 20 fucking percent. They're having massive uprisings within their own Knesset, within their own streets of Jerusalem. People are rioting and protesting. Jews around the world have turned their back on the concept of Zionism. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can't... They're, they're, it's too objective of a fact that, that they've lost so much. That I can't... I, I, it, it's so wild that their misjudgment was to this level. Because no one... Listen, there, there was a huge... Uh, uh, there was a huge uh, appetite for Israel to discipline Hamas. And I'm not saying that that was right for them, for the world to have that appetite. I'm just saying that there was. And they've managed to extinguish that. Bruh. You know, I, I, I think that we are in interesting times, for sure. I'm very much interested to see. I think this will be one of the defining uh, uh, issues of this decade, if not this millennium. Or, or I'm sorry, this century. Uh, because of how ongoing this is. They, they, they made a final gambit. You know what I mean? They made a final gambit. Like, they... they you know, it's funny. And, 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 and as I said, we're wrapping up on this, but, like, I've, I've been watching a lot of Street Fighter. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the championships have been going on. Um, Street Fighter, FGC, uh, professional tours are in high swing right now. And... and you know, there's a lot of characters out there right now, but there's one character in particular. I, I hate watching him, but he's he's just such a powerful character, and that's Luke. And it's funny because, like, fucking around with Luke is, like, a three-hit game. If you let them connect with you three times, he'll probably kill you. And, and it's probably going to be 50% on the first connection. If he spends all his drive gauge and just burns himself on the, out on that first, he'll take you from 100% to 50% on the first hit. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like Israel thought that they were in that position. They were like, listen, we could just hit them so hard and we'll, we'll move so hard and fast that they'll never recover. And that's a very successful strategy for Luke's. But they didn't manage to get that second and third tap. You know what I mean? Like that 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 first chunk is only half the fight. You still gotta finish the fight. You know what I mean? Fair and enough. and and <clears throat> using that as a metaphor for how they're going about this this campaign, they thought they were going to have the momentum to finish the fight. And they no. That was a misjudgment. You don't you got too many hits, the the combo scaling is working against you, bro. You made too many successive hits, and now you're not going to kill in time, and you burnt out. Russia did the same shit. Yes. We'll have this shit over, and what, what was the original timeline? Like two weeks or some. Oh shit like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. They were talking wild, like some four. The weeks original shit. timeline was just like under oh, we a got month. This. They were saying some shit under we a got month. Got this, bro. And I'm like, we're two two years later. 
We got this. It's like Bush's mission accomplished. Yeah. carrier. Bro, nigga, what is it? What is it? Like seven more years of that shit? When that nigga did that shit? Bro. A whole other, like, two other presidents after that nigga. That shit was still going on. Mission accomplished. Yo, that was that was the most hilarious banner I've ever seen in my life. Bro, and it was some big old fanfare, too. It was huge, bro. bro. Yeah. But he, I, they had this nigga in a fucking fighter jet land on the goddamn, on the aircraft carrier. Like, he flew that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they definitely try to angle up the looks to make it look right. Yep. Mm-mm. But that's always to say, this is why any country taking a willing war footing, no matter what, even if both sides are taking a willing war footing, all sides are wrong. There's never a good war footing because there's no such thing as a quick war. And there's no such thing as a bloodless war. And so anybody who is willingly going into war, whether they're on willingly defending and trying to push for more war in their own defense, they're always wrong. They're always wrong. And that's how I could tell off back that Israel was wrong because they never once attempted to handle this in a tactical or diplomatic way. They went straight to war, which means that they were wrong from the get. They were wrong from the get. And I mean, that was that's obvious for, for, for sane-minded people. But even if you want to try to to moralize what happened on on October seventh, you'd be wrong, because Israel chose a war footing, and unfortunately, this only gets proven in hindsight. So I only get to say this now. But it goes without saying, what they did was wrong, and clearly, what they did on, in the name of October seventh, had nothing to do with that. They were waiting. They were itching to do this shit. And that's why the world is turning against them. Ain't nobody an anti-Semite, dog. Ain't nobody anti-Jew. We're just anti-genocide. And we don't want to see fucking Palestinian babies plastered across social media, eviscerated the way that we have been. Because you don't see that. Matter of fact, everybody who has survived, who wasn't killed by the IDF, who was a hostage in, in, from October 7th, came back saying that Hamas ain't doing none of that. So... We'll leave it on that. I hope you guys did enjoy the show. Uh, before we go, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. I do want to give an RIP to Peter Morgan from Morgan Heritage. Oh, he passed Peter away Morgan today. RIP for sure. Yeah, like 45, too. So, you know what I'm saying? It was wow. super young. So, you know what I mean? All the, re- all the reggae heads out there, you already know, man. Morgan Heritage, you know what I'm saying? They got the, they got the Iconic, jams. Iconic, bro. Yeah, for Iconic, real, for real. Iconic, yo. Morgan Heritage. And, 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 and like some of the best reggae culture reggae yeah roots man roots they stood true yeah they stood true and and, As a and full they did so without too. ever coming across against anybody mm-hmm. they never and 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 that's a truly valuable thing yeah man uh r.i.p to to to, yeah. to peter, uh, morgan? peter morgan yeah for yeah. sure so yeah yeah Alrighty, guys, I hope you did enjoy the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on anchor.fm and on patreon.com. You can also find us on the social media on Twitter at Curry underscore T and at Home Heron. And also on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.